Welcome to the Ponderosa, my friends, for an evening of songs and stories about the American West. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. I, I was born uh, with two uh, left feet. I never wanted to be away from her. Of course, he's got to hear the war drums all the time. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. Join the Royal Flying Club. I like it. It's good. You're eating maggots. How do they taste? I may be super, but <laughs> I am no hero. Your stepmom is cute, though. Shut up, Ted. Remember when I asked her to the prom? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. I'm not going to lie on the bathroom floor all day. I'm going to lie here on the counter. If you don't let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me! I need to be taken seriously once more. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. He'd walk all cocky in the street, but his braid would be so crooked. Now I need your help to get back to the year 1985. I remember who uh, Andre the Giant was. He, uh, he was a giant and he went by the name of uh, <clears throat> Andre. The three of us. That's it. That's all that matters. It's making me mental. It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Godzilla has just walked out of Tokyo Bay. I'm pregnant. Pregnancy. It can often lead to an infant. Dave's not here! I'm coming to you and I'm asking for your help. Please. The how and the who is just scenery for the public and prevents them from asking the most important question, why? No, 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 don't keep saying that. I've told you, I've told you everything. Don't ask me anything. No, no, no. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Hey, I'm Christine, and you're listening to Your Favourite Canadian. On this podcast, we're trying to figure out who your favourite Canadian actor is. We're doing that by hosting a tournament-style podcast, and we want your votes. So, we're going to present for you some matchups, as we did in round one, if you were with us through that. Now we're into round two. We're watching some TV episodes or films by some of our nominees, getting together as a panel, chatting about them, and then we want you to vote on Facebook. So visit us at facebook.com slash favecanpod, that's F-A-V-E-C-A-N-P-O-D. Send us your votes and let us know who you think should be going on to the next round. Now in this episode, our head-to-head features Donald Sutherland in MASH, presented by Keith, and Sarah Pauly in Go, presented by Matt. Let's see what the panel has to say. Okay, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. Hi, Joelle, Matt, Mark, and Dan, along with Keith and myself, are here to discuss uh, Donald Sutherland versus Sarah Polly. I think you're up first. If you want to uh, maybe run us through why you picked the film that you picked. I uh, I picked MASH because I think it's a tremendous movie. In a world where everything is is very highly censored, MASH came at a time where all bets were off, um, and that is the reality of the life those characters were leading. From the book, Richard Hooker's original book, MASH, um, this is what Hawkeye Pierce was supposed to be. Though I became accustomed to, or actually probably knew the Alan Alda performance first, the touchy-feely left-wing Hawkeye Pierce. Hawkeye Pierce was this anarchist maverick with the heart where, you know, the, the thing about the character is he's a tremendous doctor, 
but he has utter contempt for almost anything else. Uh, I thought Donald Sutherland was absolutely fantastic. As a as a East Coast Canadian, I adore hearing how she going in uh, a movie many times. I do the whistle around the house all the time and have for quite a while. There's a lot of, lot of options for Donald Sutherland. Um, and I was torn between this and uh, probably Kelly's Heroes would have been the second one that was really jumping in my uh, jumping in my mind to, to kick it off with. But ultimately, I went with this one because it's kind of the uh, I don't know, it's kind of the one that mainstream jumps old school mainstream jumps to their head when they think of Donald Sutherland. Um, I just I love the dark comedy. I love his uh, his uh, his his nonconformity, I suppose, um, to the authority. And I, I just think that watching this movie, despite that, the fact that I know it's Donald Sutherland somewhere deep in my head, like most performances he gives that completely disappears. And I'm watching Hawkeye, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's what mash should have been and what the book was the the movie certainly and the TV show in the early early episodes. It's it's fun in the midst of misery, and uh, I thought Donald Sutherland uh, and and Elliot Gould in particular, uh, to, to some extent uh, Tom Skerritt to his Duke, um, they really captured what was going on and 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 and, and probably the, uh, the the feeling of 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 what guys like that would be feeling. And Donald Sutherland was was you know Hawkeye's the anchor. Hawkeye is who Hooker kind of based after himself. And I always love Robert Altman's dialogue, um, the overlapping dialogue, 10 conversations at once. I don't think many people can pull it off that as well as he did. I, I, I thought this was just a tremendous performance from a tremendous actor in uh, in a movie that I really like. Um, I probably wish it would be about 20 minutes shorter than it was, but... Uh, but yeah, that's why I picked this one for Donald Sutherland. Hopefully he'll be back because uh, I, I think you guys would really dig uh, uh, some of the other stuff that he's been involved in. This one was an interesting watch for me. I grew up watching MASH, the TV series, had never watched the movie before. And so like Alan Alda's Hawkeye is burned into my brain and I'd never read the novel or I'd never read the book. So there was like really only one version <laughs> for me. And there were a lot of things that I found about the movie um, that I, I did feel were so different from the television show that it was a bit distracting for me trying to watch it. But Donald Sutherland wasn't one of those things. I felt like he was, like you said, completely immersed, doesn't have the Keanu problem of just watching Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, he was really, really fully Hawkeye Pierce. And I really enjoyed his performance. Lots of stuff about the movie that I don't like or didn't like. But I think, you know, for the time, I mean, it was pretty, pretty edgy. I was, I I do find Donald Sutherland Sutherland really compelling. I really enjoyed his performance from the second he was on screen, really. I was like, yes, I like this guy. I want to see what kind of shit he's going to get up to. Um, so, yeah, so I thought it was um, uh, I thought it was a good pick for that reason. Mark, what did you think? I thought I was going to like it more than I did. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, just like yourself, though, I grew up with the TV show a little more. So uh, I found it just like the the film itself very disjointed and and jumping all over the place which is of course you know like if you're depicting someone thrown into the middle of a war that's a a good angle to take but it just found it a little little jostling and like trying to find the the through lines and stuff was a little tricky 
and and some of the gore and and of course again the subject matter and and trying to juxtapose these guys yucking it up and and what they have to do to cope with some of the really really brutal visuals that they showed um was was a little jarring but um there was also some parts that i found really hilarious and maybe even laughed a little harder because of the discomfort and and with other subject matter um that they, they throw in there that uh, would have been more common back in the day. But uh, like you said, Donald Sutherland is fantastic in it. Um, just such a rich character and like even like just little subtle looks and mannerisms and things that there's so much going on. It's like there's there's this cacophony of things happening all the time. And, and he still ha- manages to do these tiny little things to just make the character pop and all the, the madness when he's not doing the mad things himself. Shoal, what did you think? I'm a huge fan of Donald Sutherland's aside from this. And I was looking, really looking forward to watching MASH because I did, um, like many of you, um, grew up watching the series. But I did, I agree with you, Mark. I found it a little kind of distracting and kind of there was no through line. Um, I, and again, I didn't get drawn into it as much, but I, I could tell right off the top that, that Donald Sutherland was going to be amazing. And he, I find him very enjoyable to watch, but I, I don't have a lot to say. I just, I, I couldn't stick with it and I couldn't invest and there's just too much going on. So it wasn't, it wasn't a hit for me, but I, I, I mean, that doesn't take away from Donald Sutherland as an actor. Uh, Matt, what do you think? This is a tough one for me. I mean, uh, where do I begin? I don't like the TV show mash. I never liked it. It's just not my thing. It's fine. I'm sure it's fine. It, it's obvious it did well. Like nobody gives a shit what I think. <laughs> um, so when I watched the movie, uh, kind of like Mark, uh, I think uh, I expected to like it more than I did. Uh, and then you know, once I watched it and I didn't love it, I was like, you know what? I, I kind of looked it up a bit and I was like, I don't like Robert Altman movies. Uh, I've seen a few of them once I kind of scrolled through uh, his IMDb. I just don't like this guy's movies. I don't like his style. It's fine. Whatever. It's just not for me. Uh, it's difficult for me to um, just get into it. Uh, I, I appreciate what's being done. It's like, when, you know what it's like for me? It's like the Rolling Stones. I understand the Rolling Stones are a famous rock band, and I love rock music. I don't. I just don't like the Rolling Stones. It's just not for me. Uh, and that's kind of how I feel about Mash. Donald Sutherland is uh, much better as this character than Alan Alda. I thought that immediately. I mean, he's Donald Sutherland. Uh, another curious thing I, I had about this pick is, uh, and I mean, Keith mentioned a couple of other movies. Donald Sutherland was in two of my favorite movies from the 70s, and I was just gutted that neither of them were picked. They are Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Don't Look Now. These are two movies that, in my opinion, really, like front and center and on a pedestal, display the acting skills of Donald Sutherland. In MASH, I think Donald Sutherland is lost in a mix of a disjointed plot, a movie that I, I, I'm sorry, I do not get the horrors of war from MASH ever. I just don't. I, I don't think it shows anything particularly like, oh, wow, war is hell. 
I, I never get that from MASH. Uh, and it just kind of floats along for me. Donald Sutherland is good in it, but he's lost in the shuffle of other very capable performances. Odo from Deep Space Nine is in this movie. That was crazy. And Tom Skerritt was my favorite part of the movie. Holy shit, Picket Fences was good in this movie. And, <laughs> but you know, at, at the end of the movie, I was like, yeah. You know what? That movie, I can tell it was good, but it wasn't for me. Donald Sutherland was better than Alan Alda. But holy shit, was he just lost in the shuffle. And Keith, maybe you can uh, talk to me directly. Why would you uh, choose an ensemble movie to present Donald Sutherland's talents instead of a movie that showcases him with two spotlights on his talents. Uh, well, no, and that's a good point. Body Snatchers is 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 Kelly's hero. Body Kelly's heroes. Body Snatchers and uh, Mash were the three that were in my head. I I it's it, this is based. Okay, a lot of this is based on the premise that you never see Donald Sutherland acting. You know, you 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 see his character, um, the uber naturalness of it. Um, and the way Altman, who I, I'm not a huge fan of either, um, but the way Altman stages his scenes and writes his dialogues is, is uber naturalistic. Um, so I think in many ways that showcased Sutherland's, uh, prowess there also too, I don't see this as as much of an ensemble as a, like cheers was an ensemble cast, but it was definitely, you know, Sam's show. And that's sort of how I, I see this. That's that's why I picked this one. Um, Body Snatchers, Kelly's Heroes are, are are next if he gets through. Probably Body Snatchers actually, because you do bring up a great point that uh, that he is front and center in that one, whereas Kelly Heroes is definitely uh, a supporting role. Dan, have you shared your thoughts with us yet? Uh, okay, so here's what I feel about Mash. This may not be a very popular opinion. Uh, Mash is a brilliant accident in that, like. In 1970, this was considered hilarious comedy. It was so funny, and it's not. Um, it's now, after all of this time, uh, 51 years, um, just did the math on top of my head, by the way. Pretty much myself. <laughs> um, it's become an art movie about terrible people and a, who are otherwise good people in a terrible situation doing terrible things. I mean, 1970, we thought that like um, humiliating a woman constantly was hilarious. We thought um, a guy who thought he was gay because he couldn't get his dick up committing suicide was hilarious. It's not. It's tragic. It's really horrible. And all this situation are, in are really bad. Like we used to look at Hawkeye and uh, Trapper John as like, you know, hey, these rebels, man, fighting against the system. Now I think we would view them as bullies. And they're probably weren't built like that. Like they're doctors, they're good guys, and they get in this terrible war. And then just to distract themselves, they end up doing all this shitty stuff. Like they're just fucking assholes, man. <laughs> they're not. But I mean, I I understand. And, and there is one actual touching scene. Sadly, when the one man thinks he's gay and decides to kill himself, and that's horrible. And they're doing that Last Supper scene. It's just so dark. It's so twisted. It's just like I can't get it out of my head. I like I. It's it's so. It's just so sad. The whole thing, and I think that the two people that carry this, the Laurel and Hardy of dark twisted shit, is Donald Zell and Elliot Gould. Think those <laughs> two just bounce off each other. And yes, you know, uh, as a standalone performance, 
if you just look at one or the other, it's probably not that. But the two of them together, they're just they're fucking monsters, man. And the movie is is I don't think funny anymore. I think it's just it's it's just like this really art film of what happens to people when they're put in these shitty situations. The only thing that does suck about the movie is it ends with a football game. I that just kind of I hated the football game. I was like, <laughs> why are they doing that? Like, I mean, but I guess it was a comedy. So they had to write in some sight gags and humiliate hot lips a couple more times. And then they drove away in the Jeep. Oh, spoiler alerts. They drive away in the Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your plot. I think Dan, Dan, I think I like, I agree with most of your, the examples that you've used of things that were funny and aren't funny anymore but but it was intended to be a kind of a dark comedy too wasn't it am i yeah originally absolutely it it was it was billed as a as as a dark comedy but i mean i don't think there's anything very funny about it anymore yeah and i think i mean ultimately that's what we're discussing anyway is donald sutherland's performance so let's move away from mash and uh, talk a little bit about um, Matt's pick. So, Matt, what did you choose for um, for Sarah Polly? I chose 1999's Go. And tell us why. Okay, well, here's what's up with Sarah Polly. With Sarah Polly, I think you have, first of all, not our most prolific talent. Let's face facts. I think you have four things to go with. You got Road to Avonlea. I'm not going to go with Road to Avonlea. First of all, she was a kid. <laughs> Second of all, and, and listen, hold on, back it up. And I know kids can be good actors. Don't even roll your eyes at me. Whatever. No, I I don't disagree. <laughs> uh, thank you. But uh, my, my point being like, so yeah, so she's just some kid. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, and that's beside the point. I shouldn't have even brought it up. The point is, is that I hate Road to Avonlea. Road to Avonlea reminds me of being stuck at home when cool kids were doing something more fun. So I have like a personal thing against the show. I wasn't into watching Road to Avonlea. You got Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead uh is i love that movie it's one of the remakes that i think is like ooh, uh, like that that you could argue with uh, that in the original uh it wasn't uh just like a cash out anyway they did a great job it doesn't matter we didn't watch it uh the sweet hereafter i just i didn't feel like feeling shitty so i didn't want to watch the sweet hereafter so that really only leaves me with go go is a in my now i hadn't let me uh preface i had not seen go uh before i watched it for this podcast since i caught it in the cinema the late 90s i guess so i yeah of course i watched it or no i was really uh while i had seen it quote unquote back in the day i've always been a, a fan of the soundtrack the soundtrack is really something that was always up my alley personally uh so i always felt kind of like a little connection to the movie but i never really remembered the movie super well one of those things uh so yeah we watch it again now i uh, um i'm aware that this is a bit of a gimmick movie I love gimmick movies, movies that like give you the same storyline from three different angles movies. I love sliding doors that Gwyneth Paltrow movie where like she doesn't make the train. So this is her life when she didn't make the train. And now here's her life if she made the train. And that's just the movie. I love that, too. There's another movie called Triangle where 
I think they find, I, I don't remember, it's been a while, but they find a ship in the Bermuda Triangle and they go on it and all the time starts skipping around in the movie. And I just love gimmick movies. Go is a gimmick movie. It's fine. It's a steel cage match of a movie. I love a gimmick wrestling match. Sarah Polly, uh, I think, is uh, pretty darn good in it. She comes off to me. Like, I uh, I talked about Kiefer Sutherland before on the podcast here. And I was like, you know what? This guy is just a cool guy and shit. And I feel like that's kind of the same with Sarah Polly. She has this coolness that I, that I can't, the, the je ne sais quoi, that I can't put my finger on. I just think she's fucking badass. I think she's cool. And I think she brings that edge to what she's in. Now, Go. Some people say, you know what? Go is some sort of like, what is this? Some university student ripoff of Pulp Fiction. It just kind of seems like this ensemble mishmash of chaos. I know. I know that not all of you liked Go. Okay? But listen, you think about that movie. William Fitcher was hilarious in that movie. The cop. Scott Wolf and Jay Moore killed it. They were so great. Katie Holmes, totally effective, does exactly what she should uh, supposed to do. Timothy Oliphant is the drug dealer, convincing, slightly menacing, but also kind of friendly and charming, exactly what you want him to do. There's a lot going on in this movie, and I think everybody really does it well. And I think it's clever, and I think it's pretty funny, and I'm ready to fight about it. Thanks, Matt. Ding, ding, um, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Mark, are you uh, stepping into the ring? Is that what that means? Oh, that's not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> uh, why not? Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, there's there's like a theme developing in this particular episode, uh, but it's flipping itself on its head with this one. Um, this I found also very disjointed, uh, but I was kind of expecting to not like this very much and was surprised by how much... I guess maybe I didn't not like it, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's kind of on par with MASH for me. I, I had high expectations for MASH. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I had low expectations for this, and it was better than what I thought it was going to be. Um, not to say I loved it. Uh, it definitely had its moments. I, I think Sarah Pauly is at all times she's on screen, one of those moments. Um, I think having been a teenager around that era, it definitely speaks to some things I thought I had thrown out of my metaphysical closet, but it turns out it's still collecting dust in there. Uh, like I, I knew this girl, you know, I, I knew some of the, the wacky hijinks that happen with when you get involved with bad people and you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Matt had a pretty, pretty bang on assessment. I I, I particularly like the, uh, the Katie Holmes as effective. I felt the Uh, same way. Totally did Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Mark. It's important to remember that Go Go is a movie that's fun in the midst of misery. You, You have these, these characters that are going through all these hard times, but they still manage to come together and have fun yeah which is again exactly what the the whole mash vibe seems like it's supposed to be too right right? shitty things are happening this is what people do to get by and uh yeah it was it was weird and all over the place and um 
I did think this was a bit of a curious choice, though, because like Sarah Pauly's not in like, half of the movie. Um, it, it like focuses on her strongly at the start and then loops back around to her at the end. But the whole middle section, she just has nothing to do with any of it. I don't know. It was it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. I like Timothy Oliphant. I'm a sucker for Deadwood. So like we talked about Ian yes. McShane in, in the, the other episode. And here we are bringing in another side character from Deadwood. So I, I quite enjoyed him in this uh, for what he was. Yeah, same. I had a I had a similar sort of experience with the movie. Like she's not she really isn't in that much of it. And I I was like, we're 30 minutes in and she's in a ditch already. Like what <laughs> is coming? But I didn't under I had no idea what the format of the of the film was either um, or what the style was. So hmm. that made sense, <laughs> obviously, as we went along. But I was yeah. so confused. Um, but I did. I mean, I did enjoy her on screen. And I, I, I know what you're saying, Matt, where she's just kind of like cool and kind of badass. And I, I was interested in like, what is she who is this person and what is she doing? What does she think she's getting herself into? Like, um, yeah, that was interesting enough for me. I wasn't crazy about the movie. Um, but yeah, I thought she was, she was interesting enough to watch anyway. I mean, I don't think, I don't think she's going on to win Canada's favorite actor. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was an, it was an interesting enough pick and I hadn't watched the movie before. So, um, so, you know, it was a good excuse to have a look at that. Shoelle, what did you think? I agree. Full stop. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I made it through the whole thing. I know. Applause. Like, just hold off. It's okay. Yeah. I think again, she wasn't in the whole thing. That was kind of a point that I, that also came up for me. I didn't think it was like the most amazing script or anything, but she is, I enjoy her. She's somebody I, I watched growing up and I think she's a really um, captivating performer. I think she's smart and intelligent. And I think that comes across in the projects that she chooses. Maybe not this one so much, but I wanted to know what happened at the end for sure. So um, all around, I think it was, I don't think it was probably her best, like her best performance to take her into the next round, but I think she is a very capable um, performer and captivating on screen. And I enjoy her as a performer, as an, as an, as well as an artist in general. Um, I think she holds her own up against Donald Sutherland. Dan, what do you have to say about that? Okay. Well, first of all, what was the name of the guy who played the cop again? What was the character uh, actor's name? William Fitchner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> best role, best actor in the movie. I, I, I That was the only thing for me, being a fan of uh, story, this was not one. And uh, <laughs> his performance was the most enjoyable thing for me. I didn't like Sarah Pauly's performance. I didn't like this movie. It was like this. The whoever made this film was like, "Hey, what's popular? Okay, Pulp Fiction and Train Spotting. Okay, they'll have sex <laughs> and have a baby, and then that baby will be delivered in the back of a Dollarama, and then I'll make this movie." Like the dialogue was so forced into being like, like there's this one part where they're talking about like family circus and the diner. I'm like, "Are you really trying to Tarantino with this fucking thing? Like, don't be doing that, you know." And, and then they even did the whole thing with the, the British kid with the red hair. I'm like, you're a sick boy. That's a watered-down dollar store sick boy who gets in some crazy shit in Las Vegas. And it's just like, oh, is it going to run into someone later? Is this all going to connect later, just like it did in Pulp Fiction? And yeah, it did. 
And, you know, there was one, like, charming story with the, the uh, two actors, Matt, you already named them. That was the of the little sectioned-off things that they did, like the little acts. Like, that was the most enjoyable one, I think, because of the, the actor who played the cop there. His name, I already forget. Um, it was, it just wasn't a really good William Fitchner. William Fitchner. <laughs> best part of the movie. My favorite line in the movie was, you want us to sell Amway? <laughs> I laughed my ass off at that. The <laughs> that was the best part. But other than that, this movie tried to be like that dialogue heavy 90s quirky movie with weird, pl- like all these stories coming together at the end. And it just it would just felt really forced. Uh, it was really like they were trying to like do what was popular and it just didn't didn't really pull it off. And I didn't think Sarah Polly had a ton to work with either. I'd almost rather watch a full season of Road to Avonlea <laughs> in an old folks home playing cribbage all day than watch Go Again. They only watch Corner Gas in those old folks. Homes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel the same, Dan. Like, Sorry to cut you off there. I, I feel like it was like they were trying to do what Crash did before Crash came out. You know what I mean? Like, have these different stories, but they couldn't tie it in a nice little bow at the end. And it just kind of, like, they had to make it under a certain time allotment or their budget ran out or something, and then they were just left with this. And it was kind of, like, not the greatest way to wrap it up. And it... It, 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 This was a kind of a popular film to make at the time. Like, there were a lot of movies like this. It it kind Mm. of reminded me of a movie that everyone told me was brilliant, and I had to watch when I was a kid called Suburbia. I don't know if anyone saw that or not. Not the Tom Hanks one, um, but the one with the kids who hang <laughs> out at the convenience store all that's day. That's the Burbs. <laughs> the Burbs. You're right. Yeah, the that's suburbia. a great movie. Someone told me like, oh, you got to see Suburbia, and I watched Suburbia, and it was it was like the same kind of style with like these all these different stories all kind of melding together at the end, and I don't know. It was just it just did not work for me at all. You know, it's kind of funny how we talk about how Sarah Polly is barely in the movie when uh, at Once Upon a Time we talked about Michael J. Fox's performance in a glorified cameo on a 30-minute TV show. <laughs> I don't hey. disagree with you. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that was a rare choice, too. <laughs> if you break it down into percentage of scenes, though, Michael J. Fox is probably more scenes. Okay, that, that argument doesn't <laughs> No, Dan, that's, I'm not giving you that one. No. <laughs> I was I was hoping to watch Dawn of the Dead myself. Yeah, well, I wanted to watch Teen Wolf this round, but we can't always. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm it. All right. Anybody else want to comment on Sarah Polly? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Keith. Thought she did great. Um, found actually oddly enough, found this movie more offensive than Mash. Um, <laughs> in many ways, I I, I thought Sarah. Polly did fantastic. Dan, you're absolutely right. This, well, everyone's absolutely right, I suppose. This type of movie was just, after Pulp Fiction, there was just this deluge of these weird movies. And it was also sort of at the the, the point where, like, stuff like Ghost World and these 
other movies that sort of looked like this one come out. I remember this one and 200 cigarettes was the other one. I just, I couldn't keep which was which straight in my mind. Um, I'm disappointed in you guys. The, the, the star of the movie, the person that was the only really likable character was Tay Diggs. I thought that guy was fantastic in this. Um, well, you're disappointed. It's not about him. That's why we're not talking about Tay Diggs. No, a lot of people threw out other actors that did great. And, and, and Tay I Diggs, agree that I really liked him in this movie. He was the only yeah. really likable character with any sort of <laughs> conscience. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I mean, I, I'm probably like, I thought I'd hate it. It's because uh, I, I did see this before and it was completely forgettable because it came again in a deluge where there was so much stuff exactly like it or very close to like it or, or, or like it, but better than it. Um, but uh, as far as Sarah Polly's performance, I thought she was fine. I thought she was great. Um, she certainly outshone all her scene mates um, in, in, a, in the good way. Um and, and, and it was memorable. Um, you know, her, 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 her legacy, I think is going to be as a director, um, more so than an actor and, uh, her directing is fantastic. And we actually will get to see some of her directing later in the round. Um, so, so I think in that regard, I mean, you shouldn't maybe use that as a, that shouldn't necessarily be a, a qualifier, but, uh, no, um, yeah, she did. She did fine. Um, she did a hell of a lot better than a lot of her contemporaries would have done in this role. Um, and, and how short it was didn't bother me at all, because something about the spirit of what happened to Sarah Pauly, uh loomed over the whole film for me. Mm. Like what happened to her character? It, I couldn't forget her. Whereas once that once that British guy was off the screen, he was gone. And I didn't think that. <laughs> Again. <laughs> dollar store sick boy <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I did like william fitchner um i didn't like jay moore and scott wolf um i uh and uh you know katie holmes could have been played by a broom the british guy the british guy i didn't like at all um <laughs> brecken, <laughs> brecken meyer holy miscast that was that was a disgrace that that was community theater somebody drops out two days before let's get somebody here who knows how to memorize his lines shit there that was that was <laughs> which is how many of us got most of our work um <laughs> but but yeah no um i uh i i mean i i thought sarah Polly was better than uh better than the movie and i thought tay diggs was better than sarah Polly. so there we go <laughs> Okay, quick question. Switch Donald Sutherland and Sarah Polly into the other roles. Who does a better job? Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Donald Sutherland would rock this movie. I think Sarah Polly would be able to pull off a more believable Hawkeye than Donald would be a 17-year-old girl that works at a grocery store. Well, the funny thing about these two movies are not that different. Yeah. Like, you know... I, on the surface they are, but when you look at what they're saying, I mean, these movies are very similar. Mm -hmm. So with that, Keith, who are you voting for and who do you think the audience is voting for? Oh God. Um, I mean, I'm voting for Donald Sutherland. Uh, like I said, in round one, there's very few on this list that, uh, that I will even consider going another way. Um, and uh, the audience, it's it's tricky. This is another one. I, I think it'll be Donald Sutherland. 
Um, I hope it'll be Donald Sutherland because, I mean, Jesus Christ, he lost in the first round. He's back because he was a wild card. Um, but he's not against uh, Eugene Levy this time. So uh, I think it's going to be uh, double Donald. Yeah, I think I think so, too. That's the direction I'm going anyway. Mark, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I think you guys got it. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be Donald Sutherland, and I'm I'm not putting up a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Matt? Uh, I'm going to vote for Sarah Pauly. Uh, is Donald Sutherland a better actor at the end of the day? Maybe. Is he? Do I prefer him to Sarah Pauly? Maybe. But on the basis of these two picks, uh, Keith, I really don't like the movie you chose for Donald Sutherland. And I really think it was a terrible showcase for him. It's just my <laughs> personal opinion. I vote for Sarah Pauly. And I think the audience vote uh, will be closer than we let on. Nice. Shoelle? This is a, a tough one for me because um, I think they're both really strong actors. Um, but just seeing uh, Donald's long career, um, and I like the point, Keith, that you made about uh, Sarah Polly being like her legacy will be as a director, and I think that's so true. Um, I'm going to have to go with Donald Sutherland. I think the audience will agree with that. And... Dan, you have the last word. Um, I will be voting for Donald Sutherland, um, but I agree with Matt. I think it's going to be a lot closer. A lot of people love Sarah Polly. Um, and uh, although I didn't really particularly like the film, I do like her stuff, but I will be voting for Donald. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. I guess we will have to wait and see what the audience says. Keith, any last thoughts for the panel or the audience? No, thanks very much, guys. It, uh, yeah, this was, this was a fun one. I'm glad we weren't all on the same page about everything. We, we never are, but we were a little more divided this time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And so that will do it for episode four, to show your love or your disdain for one of these two fine actors. Uh, head on over to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash favecanpod, F-A-V-E-C-A-N-P-O-D. And this poll will be open until June 15th. You may as well cast a vote on one of our previous polls. We have uh, Michael J. Fox against Kim Cattrall, and that one is open until May 15th of 2021 and we have lauren green versus keanu reeves that one's going to be open till may 31st so yeah shoot on over to our facebook page and show some love for perhaps us but definitely the one of these two fine actors so thanks very much for listening and wherever you are and whenever you are have a great day